Vedere classi di lingue. Resseo de classe de langue. Jitsu Gokyo Shitsu. Real language classrooms. Hi. This is the third in a series of three podcasts about reading. And I've always been told and believed and it seems quite obvious really that literacy is literacy no matter whether it's in Japanese or French or Chinese or Indonesian. When we're learning about reading, when we're learning about writing, in fact when we're learning about speaking as well and understanding how language works, it doesn't matter which language we're doing that in, we are learning the same sorts of skills. And when we sit down in a language class or stand up and do some work about reading, then it's going to be the same sorts of skills, the same sorts of brain connections that students are using in English. Therefore, our work supports the English work and the English work supports our work. But I haven't really looked before about the actual details in the curriculum, mainly because I find the curriculum really not intuitive, hard to see the progressions and things through how it's written and how it's set out. I have spent many hours having a look at all of the different curriculum documents in the Roman scripts for language, the non-Roman scripts for language, the EAL curriculum documents, which are really quite an interesting read and the English language curriculum documents of course there are many of those so in a 10 minute podcast I'm not going to be speaking about every single thing in every single curriculum document what I'm going to do is break it up in the same sort of way that I did the other two podcasts so first I'm going to talk about phonics the sound and shape connection And then I'm going to talk about meaning or comprehension. Remember in the first podcast, I did the intersect between meaning, sound and shape as being reading. And the second podcast, I talked a lot more about the comprehension strategies such as connections and visualizations and those sorts of things. So I'm bringing both of those together and just looking at how the curriculum supports those things. Phonics, sound and shape. The language curriculum, Roman script F to 10, level 2, systems of language says, reproduce the sound and spelling of letters. That's phonics, that's sounds and shape. The same curriculum, level 4 says, recognise and reproduce pronunciation conventions. And the same one in the achievement standards for level 6 says, Distinctive spelling and pronunciation in the language being studied. All of those things are bringing the shape and the sound together. In the non-Roman script, level two, it says recognise and reproduce the sounds and letters of the alphabet of the language being studied. At level four, it says identify, pronounce and write the alphabet letters, recognising sound letter relationships in the language being studied. Level six says identify and reproduce orally and in writing key features of intonation and pronunciation experiment with the spelling of common words and apply basic pronunciation rules. Clearly matching the shape of the letters with the sound of the letters in the curriculum 
at all of those levels and it continues in the other levels. The Japanese curriculum, F to 10, as Japanese is my language, in the achievement standard for level four and level six, they both mention phonetic rules and phonetic changes. And recognising and writing scripts is in all of the achievement standards for Japanese. So moving from the language, phonetics and sound shape relationship into the English curriculum, phonics and word knowledge is a substrand in the writing strand of the Victorian curriculum. So the phonics part is clearly linked in that. I'm surprised it's not in the reading and viewing strand, but there you go, it's, it's in there. One of the achievement standards in reading at level six says students understand how to use knowledge of phonics when decoding unfamiliar words. In the EAL, a substrand of graphophonics or phonology is throughout the whole of the curriculum. So the whole of the curriculum recognises that the sound shape relationship is fundamental and builds throughout. Meaning or comprehension is in all of those curriculums, the language one, the English one, and the EAL, English as additional, additional language. So let's have a look at the meaning side of it. In the language curriculum, non-Roman alphabet F to 2, translation L2, that's level 2, explaining the meaning of particular words and expressions. Roman alphabet F to 10, level 6, in the achievement standard, it says predict meanings in text. The word meaning and comprehension are really scattered right through the whole of the curriculum. So I'm only giving a couple of little examples. So the English curriculum level D, that's the level just before foundation, in the reading and viewing strand, interpreting, analysing and evaluating substrand, it says... Recognise that images, words and symbols convey meaning. Oh my gosh, there's my little diagram. There's my sounds, symbols and meaning connections. Level four, to take a completely different spot, again in the reading and viewing substrand, the achievement standard for that substrand says, describe literal and implied meaning connecting ideas in different texts, which is one of the pieces that we were talking about last podcast as a reading strategy for developing meaning and comprehension. And level six, reading processes, applying appropriate text processing strategies to recall information and consolidate meaning. Let's have a look at the EAL curriculum. It is set out slightly differently. It's got reading and viewing as a strand and one of the achievement standards in C3 is they follow meaning across sentences and paragraphs. Honestly, I could have taken a lot of different quotes, but you can see that I've demonstrated some of those quotes. Really, meaning and comprehension is throughout the whole of the thing. Now, when it comes to meaning and comprehension, the Victorian Department of Education and Training has a lot more detail about various strategies that can support comprehension. 
and on their page, which I will link in the notes to this podcast, there is exactly the strategies that have been put on our website as well as reading tools. And they are activating, using prior knowledge to make connections, predicting, visualising, asking and answering questions, summarising, synthesising and critical thinking. That website goes into those in a lot more detail. So we're using exactly what the Department of Education and Training are recommending as quality comprehension strategies. The two of them come together can we possibly share this so that the people that we're speaking with, our parents, our students, our communities, our leaders, really come to know that all of these different pages are saying the same thing. We are doing the same thing. We're supporting others and they're supporting us. Hopefully that makes sense. I'll see you in our next podcast. Um, I'm not sure what it's about yet. You'll have to find out when I make it. And just in case you were wondering, I do a lot of editing of these podcasts. So all of the ums and the tripping that I do in how I say things, I do edit out, not because I want to sound pretty, but because I just think it's annoying for you to hear me stumble and then have to come back to it. So I'm trying to create a product that's easy for you to listen to. Jane. Thank you to Christopher Liberti for the lovely music. You can find his work on stockmusic.com. And have an amazing day.